Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. Once again, it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, your hometown radio station right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia. We're so glad that you have joined us today. If you are listening uh, by computer or if you are listening because you downloaded this teaching, from our website. We're glad that you are gathering with us around the Word of God today. You know the psalmist David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. And as the darkness gets darker in the world about us, as as the enemy uh, is, is welcomed into so many hearts and homes and lives, uh, and the light is pushed back uh, and and the darkness allowed to enter how we need this lamp for our feet this light for our pathway so we pray today that god will illuminate his word to you and to me as we read it and bring the message that the Lord wants us to have and, and hold on to in these dark days that we live. We are God's luminaries. We are the light of the world, the Bible said, if you're a Christian. And we are the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. I had a pastor's meeting this morning, and one of the things we discussed was that that uh, as salt and light, we need to be about our Father's business this very day. Not next week, next month, next year, but this very moment in time. And we pray that we can accomplish what He has left us here to accomplish. Amen. He's not done with us yet. There's a mission to be accomplished. And we want to be part of that and bring others along with us. Praise God. Amen. So if you have your Bibles today, would you turn back with me to Revelation chapter 8, verse 3 and 4 on the subject, praying as a priest, the power and privilege of praying as a priest. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, it's a great message uh, to take to heart and employ in our lives today. Just before we get into this message, uh, once again, we want to invite you to come to our website if you'd like to see a statement of faith, if you'd like to uh, hear any sermons or any editions of Let's Talk About Jesus, you're welcome to come to our website and uh, peruse all that the things that are there. They're for your instruction instruction, for your edification, there for Christ glorification. Uh, there is no ulterior motive. Um, 99.9% of the people that hear this broadcast will never be part of our church in any sense. Uh, so it won't make our church grow. It won't give us more funds. It will only serve to further the kingdom of God. We have a very pure motive and therefore we we believe we have a powerful anointing to bring God's message to God's people. Hallelujah. Well, uh, uh, oh, by the way, if you want to make a contribution, you certainly uh, are welcome to do so, and we would welcome it. And uh, you can come to our website and uh, communicate with us uh, uh, from our website. Praise God. Just type in T 
H C O G, and that will take you to the Holy Church of God. We're an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International, uh, and I have been the senior pastor of this particular church, uh, the Holy Church of God Incorporated, for our working on our 42nd year. This January will mark 42 years as the senior pastor here in Tampa, where this broadcast originates. Once again, turn with me to Revelation 8, verse 3 and 4. Listen carefully to this. This is so vitally important. Uh, It said, And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censure. And there was given to him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which is before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. When we pray upon the earth, the angel of the Lord adds incense to our prayers, which are uh, in a very real sense, as we saw last week, also uh, qualified as incense before the Lord. It pleases the Lord. When we make Him our source, and when we pray to express our faith, I believe with all of my heart today that God is looking for men and women just like you, just like me. People that are not special in necessarily in leadership spiritually, but people who are going to make God their source and are going to pray according to His will as far as we know it and believe that He is going to hear and He is going to answer. I want to read another scripture before we continue with this teaching. Uh, and I want to read it from uh, the book of Ezekiel, chapter Chapter 22 and verse 30. It said, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. What a terrible indictment uh, in, against people who knew that God is a merciful God and He delights in mercy. And yet there was no one among the people that would stand before the Lord in behalf of the people and pray those intercessory prayers that are so vital to God healing a a land instead of judging a land. I believe with all of my heart in America, God is still looking for men and women just like you and me who will be concerned enough and count God faithful enough that we would come before the Lord for our nation, for our land, and not just for this nation, but our land, our families, that that is ours, that belongs to us, and that we are deeply concerned about. Our churches, our our ministers in this nation, that we might see a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God and a true Spirit-driven revival. Praise God. Amen. The Bible said in the Old Covenant, if my people which were called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. And this 
verse of Scripture, therefore, is saying uh, just exactly what that verse of Scripture is saying. I sought for a man among them that would make up the hedge, stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Judgment came upon that land because there was no intercessor no daysman, if you please, to stand between God and 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 his 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 obligation to judge sin, but his heart of love that desires to show mercy. We make our appeal to the mercy and the grace that flows from his heart of love. Amen. Going to read our primary scripture once again in Revelation chapter 8, 3, and 4. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censure. And there was given him much incense that he should offer it, listen to the phrase, with, blended with the prayers of the saints, upon the golden altar which is before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hands. I love and will quote again this week one wonderful translation of, of this verse of Scripture. And I quote from a scholar of Scripture. This passage pictures the prayers of the redeemed which are ascending to God. The smoke of incense indicates the finished work of Jesus Christ. The prayers, therefore, of believers have added to them the finished work of the Savior. And the result of praying based on the grace and mercy provided through Christ's sacrifice at the cross means that we have access to God. In fact, we have unlimited access to God. Unlimited access to God. Listen to this very carefully. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, uh, because we have a high, do not have a high priest that passed into the heaven in the previous scriptures. I want to set a context for this text. 14 and 15 says, we, we, we don't have a high priest that is passed into the heaven, speaking of Christ, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, Hebrews 4.16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let us therefore Come boldly unto the throne of grace. You see, when the finished work of Jesus is added to our approach to God, we have unlimited access. We can come humbly in the sense that, that we can, we have this great grace given to us, but we can come with courage and confidence, boldness, because we know that we have this position. We have been granted this kind of access to God. And it brings a boldness to come into His presence and to pray, not as if God is sitting aloof in His heaven and we poor unworthy ones are trying to get His attention. 
but because we know that we have His heart and we have His ear and therefore we have His help in the time of any need because such grace and such mercy has been provided through the finished work of Jesus at the cross. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like the way uh, this bold faith is represented in a very practical, personal way. A pastor tells the true story about this access, unlimited access to God. And, and I think it demonstrates so beautifully what the Lord wants us to hear and know today. He says of his childhood, and this is back in the day before the digital theaters that have so much digitized equipment when they, the old, big old reels uh, had to be, ch- a film had to be changed. Occasionally one of those reels would break and, and there had to be a projectionist that sat and watched and was ready to, to splice together or to do whatever's necessary to see that film run. In every theater sat a projectionist. Uh, a, nothing was so automated that you push a button and it more or less takes care of itself. And here's what he says. He said, Dale was one of my childhood friends. His dad ran uh, the projectors in one of the local movie theaters. If I went to that theater without Dale, I paid full admission and had to sit on the main floor with everyone else. But if I went with Dale... I got in free and got to sit up in the projection booth. Through Dale, I had access to his father and all the same privileges of his son. And he said in the same way, we have the same access to the father as Christ has. God will not turn us away. He will never refuse us entrance. He will never make us pay. We have unlimited free access anytime for whatever reason to God the Father. Jesus walks us in and says, Dad, my brother or my sister here wants to talk with you. And God will give us his undivided attention. Praise God. You see, friend, when we pray, we need to understand that we have unlimited access to God. And we need to come with a bold confidence, come as the Scriptures teach us boldly before the throne of grace. Because we know that because of the finished work of Jesus that is qualifying us to pray, literally blended as incense, with our prayers. Hallelujah. Praise God that we're going to obtain what Jesus finished work at the cross has provided for us. Access to God and the grace and the mercy that His shed blood has accomplished in our behalf flows from the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find the grace to help in the time of any need. Praise God. I believe God is going to raise up an army of men and women just like you, just like me. We use the term in our church and down through all my church experience. There are certain people in the church, but certain people that feel a distinctive call to intercessory prayer, and we call them 
prayer warriors. Prayer warriors. They do battle in this area of intercession. Let me, let me quote a scripture to you. See, I don't believe that this particular, uh, and I do believe there are people, uh, particularly people that maybe can't because of health or age go to mission fields, but they can, they can pray and intercede for missionaries. That's one area of a peculiar anointing to pray and intercede. But I believe every child of God is called to the priestly ministry of intercession to pray for this nation if my people this is intercession to pray for our loved ones this is intercession to pray for kings and those that are in authority this is intercession to pray for those who fill pulpits do you realize that 1,700 people will leave pulpits in America in in a 30-day period. 20,000 ministers a year will become either discouraged, or they will fail somewhere, they will fall, they will give up and give in. And, and, and I've heard people say, well, preacher, some of them wasn't truly called. That may be so, but I believe a lot of them are just plain discouraged and disgusted. They're, they're having such a struggle, uh, to, to become all that is demanded of them. And in their personal walk and their family life and their church life, it becomes overwhelming. But I believe if they begin to pray and if the congregation begins to pray with them and for them that we're going to see a mighty empowerment of the Holy Spirit I know if my people didn't pray for me I would not be in the pulpit today and we're celebrating this coming January the Lord willing hallelujah we're going to celebrate 42 years of pastoral ministry. A friend of mine, it hasn't been easy. God never said it was going to be easy, but He said His grace would be sufficient, and I can tell you that it has, and it will continue to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. In order to raise up an army of intercessors that are going to lay hold upon God through prayer. Uh, we have to have this boldness. We have to understand this access, this unlimited access through prayer that we have to the throne of God. So we don't just pray out of responsibility because we're shamed into praying. But we pray with boldness and confidence because we understand, appreciate, and appropriate that we are priests unto God. And we have the priestly responsibility, yes, but also the priestly privilege and power of that access to God. Hallelujah. And I believe as we pray together, we're going to see a mighty move of the Spirit of God in our nation, in our churches, in our pulpits, in our families, in our homes. Praise God. And I can't wait to see a Spirit driven, a Holy Spirit driven revival. Not some program of man that excites uh, the emotions for a little while, but an absolute move of the Spirit of God in this nation. You see Ephesians 6.10 
says our argument is not with flesh and blood, but powers and principalities, the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore take unto you the whole armor of God. And the armor is enumerated from the, the belt of truth to the sword of the Spirit to the, to the shield of faith to the shoes of the gospel of peace, the preparation, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of right. It's all enumerated beginning with the 10th verse of Ephesians 6. And after enumerating all of the whole armor of God that we are to put on. Then we are told where the field or sphere of battle is going to take place. We are putting on this armor so that we can pray effectively. So that we can pray in spite of all of the battlements and all of the the, 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 the pushback of the enemy against the gospel and, and against us and against our families and against our nation and homes. Take you the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil having done all stand. Hallelujah. And the next verse says, praying, praying, praying. This armor is so that we can wage effective spiritual warfare when we pray. And the problem is we are trying to use our faith alone without an effective prayer life. That boldness and faith is not being released when we pray, but when we command the enemy to do this and when we confess that, we need to go beyond commanding and confession and get into actual intercession. The devil trembles, someone said, when he sees the weakest Christian on his knees. If that person is praying in faith believing, we have a promise from God. Whatever you ask, in prayer believing, you shall receive. The old covenant says, And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, And call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In other words, if we will really Call upon God in faith believing. We are going to see God move in ways that we have never dreamed and never seen before. Praise God. God is wanting to raise an army up. That's why Ephesians 3 and verse 12 says, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. Access to God because of the finished work of Christ at the cross. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 through 22. It says, having therefore, brethren, boldness. There's that word that keeps reoccurring. Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ. By a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us draw near.
You know, the scripture says, draw near to God and he will reciprocate. He always reciprocates. He will draw near to you. Well, how do we draw near to God? We have boldness to enter the holiest. When do we enter the holiest? We read it from Revelation chapter 8, verse 3 and 4. When we begin to pray, the angel adds the finished work of Christ to our prayer that we who could never under any other circumstance approach the very throne of God Himself. A throne that is so holy, according to the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, angels that minister in His presence in the sixth chapter of Isaiah have to cover, have to have, have to absolutely be created in such a way that they had wings just for the covering of their face and the covering of their feet because of that holy presence. And here we are, mere mortals with boldness to enter the holiest. When we pray, we have access to the very throne of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. It said the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angels' hands. Glory to God. Friend of mine, when we pray, when we pray and we come before God's very throne, the throne of grace, hallelujah, we are promised that we will obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need and the time of our need. And I believe God is going to raise up an army of intercessors that are going to begin to believe Him for a mighty revival in our nation, in our churches, in our homes, and in our families. I believe we're going to see what we have not seen in previous generations. Oh, we've heard about great revivals in times past in other nations and countries, particularly the Great Wales Revival in the Hesperides Islands. But, oh, friend, how we need a mighty move of God here in the United States of America. And in order for that move of God to come, I believe God is looking for someone right now who will stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Hallelujah. And God is looking for people just like you and just like me who will discover through the Holy Scriptures that we are indeed a kingdom of priests before the Lord. As the scripture said, he has made us kings and priests unto God. Kings and priests unto God. This is an incredible statement to make. That we, as 1 Peter 2.5 says, as lively stones are built up unto a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God by Jesus Christ in verse 9 says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And Revelation 1, 5 and 6 once again, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. A kingdom, a priest, friends of mine, 
the basis for all spiritual authority is that we are a royal priesthood. And we have the priestly privilege and responsibility to pray, to come before God. As Paul said after enumerating the armor, he said praying with all prayer, all manner of prayer, amen, for me and for all saints. He knew the power of it. And he said, if you will pray, God will move. Hallelujah. If you'll pray for me, God will use me, defend me, appoint me, anoint me. He will cause whatever his will is in my life to be accomplished, regardless of the opposition and the persecution. Praise God. If you pray for one another, for all saints, we're going to see a church uh, become, instead of weak and anemic, uh, we're going to see a church become powerful and relevant and mighty, a mighty force for God, because it's no longer just an organization, but it is a, a it is an actual spiritual entity that God is moving through, hallelujah, to touch, to heal, to help, to save and deliver. Glory be to God. I'm excited today about a Holy Ghost-driven revival. And today I challenge you, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, if you don't know that if you drew your last breath today, you would draw your next breath in heaven, I urge you today, in these closing seconds and moments that we have, to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And I pray today that if you are a Christian today, that you will go before God and pray and intercede. God is waiting for you and me. We love you. Come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.